915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by College Promoters USA. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's another edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer. We are powered by our proud partners, College Promoters USA. They are America's premier college prep program and high school student athlete marketing service since 1997. Located locally in the San Antonio area, you can find them in the Ventura Plaza Shopping Center. But you can also find them on social, on Twitter, at SATX Recruiting, as well as on Instagram, at College Promoters USA. And you can also get more information on what they're about and the many cool things they're doing on their website, at collegepromotersusa.com. I am back. I am joined by the Obi-Wan Kenobi of Texas High School Soccer, as I call him, Mr. Papa Socceritis, Coach Rafa Castorena. Rafa, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. How are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm great. I'm here. I'm with you. We're talking Texas High School Soccer, ready to go. What's uh, what's new before we kind of dive in? What's, uh, what's the latest? What's new? What's uh, your take on things? We got plenty to talk about, of course, but uh, what's mm-hmm. new? No, just noticing it's been a crazy few days since after bracketology. Um, and like I said, we had fun, like I said, doing the bracketology, doing the analysis. Like I said, it's just breaking down the games and so forth. And uh, we're not always perfect, but, you know, hey, at least someone someone has to do it, which is yeah. us. And and like I said, I think, we're, I think we're the only ones that do it. And But we want to, like I said, we go good quality. Uh, you know, analysis about the, all the all the matchups and so forth, but we, we did have some bracket busters. I know which we, we're going to get into further down the road. Yeah, we definitely got some. Uh, we definitely got uh, some nailed some bracket busters for sure, and uh, got some wrong along the way too. Of course, it's inevitable. It's you know, it's predictions, it's picks. You know, you're not going to get it right. But uh, I do. I am saddened to report that we totaled up the numbers from last week's bracketology and we came up uh what was it about 30 minutes short of breaking last year's record 29 minutes yeah. short, something like that so so yeah so two years ago we set the benchmark of uh, six hours 19 minutes i forget how many seconds of our bracketology show from two years ago and then this year as for those of you that tuned in we did it it was broken up into <clears throat> what was the total of how many segments was that again that ended up becoming that was six? So was it six? Yeah, six segments. Six. Uh, 4A, 5A, 6A on each side of the house, boys and girls. And we came up, I think it was five hours and 50 minutes. I think it was what it was or something like that. So, so yeah, so it was lots of fun. Big takeaway. What, what were your thoughts on our format in terms of obviously it was very cool to be able to do it there with, you know, Steve, Steve opening up his home to us for our makeshift studio studio there great uh, just great accommodations and then as well as harry putting everything together um on the bracket side and uh and then me running the audio we figured out what the audio was unfortunately with a 4a girl side so our apologies for that but what was your take on our format in terms of doing it live doing it uh and how we kind of broke it up yeah i think i think the way we you know do it live you know is just you know, just giving our analysis, you know, as far as our background with a lot of the teams and so forth, you know, keying on, you know, on big matchups and so forth. And, you know, like I said, there's, you know, comments about, you know, well, there should be seating and this and that, whatever. You know, one week, you know, 
one district might not be as good as this other district, but right. you still have to play the games. And and there are some teams that prove people wrong as far as this whole the seeding thing. You know, just because you're a four seed doesn't mean you can't be a one seed and, or two, vice versa. And like I said, we saw plenty of that these last few days. Mm-hmm. And and then also, I think the way we broke it down to, I think the six, that way people can go back and look. I know that what we do in it was probably, it was during school and during practice. Yeah. So I got yeah. a lot, you know, a lot of the players and coaches to go back, even the parents too, to watch, you know, especially a specific segment, whether, whether in 4A, 5A, 6A boys or girls they were able to it's made it a lot easier for them to look and look over the what we you know where we recorded right. for for those episodes right yeah yeah no doubt no doubt it was good it was lots of stuff to be learned i mean the the cream ultimately rises to the top if you will but we know we're going to get some uh some upsets along the way and uh <clears throat> it's the tournament you know that's how that's how it works and I was telling, so I was, I was speaking with our, so our good friend, Hoops Mike, right? Mike uh, Youngblood at, over at uh, Texan Live and does also, he's the voice of the Lake Travis Cavaliers. I was speaking with him yesterday and he was telling me how in speaking with some of the, uh, some of the folks uh, tracking their data at, at uh, Texan Live, that their numbers are for, uh, for viewers are track are trending higher for soccer than they are for some of their other, their sports, their big sports, Right. So that just kind of goes to prove the the chaos and the fun and the I call it the uh, the real March Madness, if you will, right? So, um, so yeah, so lots of fun, lots of fun. So we got a lot of lot to get to on today's show. You know, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna talk about our by the by district and the area rounds. We're gonna look ahead at the regional quarterfinals. Then we're gonna also look at our we're gonna give out our game balls and our team sticker awards. But before we do that, we are going to go ahead and bring in. He is the head women's soccer coach of the Davenport Wolves. He is Coach Ben Morrison. Coach Morrison, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm great. How are you? Doing great, man. Doing great. Uh, glad to have you here. You were joined along with uh, Coach Rafa and myself. Happy to have you here. And, uh, you know, let's uh, dive right in. Tell us uh, what has life been like since the, since the tournament started last week? Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Um, since it started last week, it's been it's been busy. It's been tough. Um <laughs> Uh, first round was, was, uh, pretty interesting. Um, but really when we got to the second round, uh, on Monday, that was the, that was the big decider of, cause we were going against Lavernia who had won their district and we wanted to prepare as much as we could as possible. Uh, and they, they came out, they're a very well coached team by Manuel over there. Uh, they came out with the game plan in the first 10 minutes. They, they, they dominated the game for sure. Um, and then, uh, Props to props to my girls for being able to to get out of the funk and adapt to the way that they were playing, uh, and they they found the pockets and from then on after the first ten minutes we uh, we were able to find our find our rhythm. So what's been the lessons learned so far? You know, take us before we kind of talk the season, the playoffs, obviously, the lessons learned from last year. Obviously, you, you're a new program, newer program, right? Only been around for a couple of years. What have been maybe the biggest lessons learned from last year that helped springboard you into this year? Uh, yeah, I have, I've realized that it's it's easier just to to get everything done in a shorter amount of time practice wise. Uh, going into this year, last year, um, we were practicing a little bit longer. This year, we've cut almost every practice by forty five minutes, just so the kids can uh, go home, get some rest. They've got club practice, whether it's volleyball, mm-hmm. basketball, or soccer, uh, and then 
um, being able to just go home and, and relax and be kids instead of going from practice to practice and then homework and sleep. Um, right. So really it's kind of just focusing on the kids a lot more and understanding like that they're, they're not just my soccer players. They're other people's basketball players, volleyball players, soccer players. And I feel like that's really shown this far into the season. We're having less tired legs, less injuries and all that other stuff. So that's one of the big lessons that I've learned this, this season. Yeah. So tell us what's it like, maybe the biggest misconceptions in terms of coaching. Uh, so obviously you're, you're a 4A school in the Comel ISD, one of the, one of the newer programs in the state and uh, one of, definitely one of the newer programs, newest programs in the, San, in the greater San Antonio area. What's maybe some of the common misconceptions in terms of coaching at the 4A level? Any, any uh -huh. that you run across that maybe you heard before or that you, common, you usually find yourself kind of breaking down? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the common misconception is that, that everybody uh, plays everything, which is absolutely true. But at Davenport, at least, I mean, I've been in another 4A, uh, but at Davenport, at least, we, we share athletes 100%. Um, we've got a freshman that was on varsity basketball and varsity soccer, and she was – we basically sat down and said, hey, which game can you have or which game can I have her, and kind of just – picking out and like she would go to practice this day, practice that day. It's not where this person, this player is in basketball until the very last basketball game. And then we get her as soon as district starts. Cause that's unfair to the kid. Cause they want to play both sports. Right. Um, same thing with track. We've got seven track girls right now that are uh, doing track and soccer. Um, and you say seven, yeah. was that seven? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a little busy. Uh, luckily Brandon Davis, the, the girls track coach at Davenport and I work really well together and are probably the two most relaxed coaches on the Davenport coaching staff. So it's, it's easy to, to schedule the kids and, and get them in and out of soccer and track easily. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And you know what I've often found at the 4A level that I love and that fascinates me is, and obviously regardless of sport is, but the coaching staffs, because of some of what you just described, the coaching staffs tend to be, even more tight knit, right? The head coaches in general, right? That community. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. What? So we look. So we look into this season, coach. Take us through. You're obviously you're competing in an extremely tough district with the likes yeah. of uh, Wimberley. We'll get to them a little bit more in a minute, but the likes of Wimberley, Bernie, Canyon Lake, just to name a few. Um, Fredericksburg. What? Um, what has that that journey been like? Obviously, you're a young coach, developing coach, developing team, young team, growing team, talented team. What has that been like navigating the district this year? This year? Um, I mean, this year, shout out to uh, to all of the players, especially the OGs that were there the first year where we got kicked around uh, when we just had freshmen, sophomores, and three juniors. Uh, they, they stuck with it. Um, because that, that first year was rough going against Bernie, Wimberley, Canyon Lake, and Fred when everybody was in very top form. Um, and so uh, to now, I mean, um, we're graduating our second group of seniors. And uh, and shout out to them for, for sticking with it after that first season. And, and now we're having a, a pretty pretty good run. Um, but it, it has been tough. I mean, all, all, all of the teams in our district give a, give a tough game. Um, and – I mean, Bernie, Wimberley, Canyon Lake, Fred, Bandera, and Great Harks. That's it's in my opinion. Um, I know other people have different opinions, but in my opinion, is the toughest district in in 4A, uh, and rightfully so. I mean, we've got three 
meeting back up or we got three in the third round and um, possibly we'll see two in the regional final. Um, whoever makes it out us or Wimberley against most likely Bernie, who's probably going to make it to the fifth round right. um, just based on last year and their performance this year, because they're having an amazing mm-hmm. season. Um, so it has been tough. Um, definitely a lot of like planning and preparing for the kids um, and for each diff- each team, because everybody's got speed, but they're, they've got it in a different place and everybody has their own sort of uh, tactic to win the game. And so that's what makes it really interesting. It's, it's not eight teams that all play the same way. It's, five or six teams that play differently each, each mm-hmm. time we, we show up. And so it's always interesting. And it's a very fun district to be in because I, uh, myself and the girls feel prepared up to this point. I mean, we've played Wembley twice. Um, we tied them the first time at Wembley, beat them three, two at our place. And so it's, it's going to be definitely a fun matchup. And I think I'm confident that whoever wins this game tomorrow against us in Wembley will advance to the fifth round. Nice. So how do you, so take us through that. You still have, you have an experienced team, but still a very young team, right? So how do you navigate that? You're, you're playing, you're playing a Wimber. So you play Wimberley in the regional quarterfinal this Thursday, 7, 7 PM Canyon Lake. I got that. Did I get that right coach? Yes, sir. Yeah. So you're seeing, a, you're seeing an opponent, a district opponent, and you're seeing them for the third time. And it's, it's kind of sort of, but not really the rubber match, right? Cause you've, you beat them once. You drew with them a second time. How? What's the uh, what's the approach to that leading up to leading up to that game between? And that's a short window too. That's a short turnaround, right? So, what's the approach to that? Uh, you know, uh, we are kind of treating it like another district game. Um, that's that. I feel like that's the best way to do it. Is we play this team twice. We neither team's going to change something drastically going into the third round of playoffs because it's, it's too late to do something against a, a team that is going to have a very big game against you. Um, Cause every time we play Wimberley, it's, it's a matchup and it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and so well, I think both teams are just going to come out and play their games. And, and I would expect coach Nichols to, to bring his a game with this team because he's, he's a great coach and has a great group of players that are very talented. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited to see what we do tomorrow because uh, it's it's always fun against Wembley. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a well well coached group. It's a very very physical, well coached group, and Coach Nichols will definitely have them ready. Uh, that's a that's a squad I got to see up close and personal uh, a couple of months ago as well. Um, he's done a great job there, uh, getting fitting in in his first year there. So, um, so tell us, i you know I asked last week or two weeks ago or last the uh, last episode of Inside Texas High School Soccer we had. We had Coach uh, Daryl Knight of uh, Leander Rouse. He was on the show with us, and I asked him, so I'll ask you as well. Th- these are kind of some of the things that that I tend to find interesting. Um, in terms of your district, right, how would you describe your district, the weekend, weekend, just the general characteristic of all the teams, right? So if you were – if it was a new coach coming into the district, you're at a district meeting, and it's like, hey, what's it like playing in this district – What's the personality? What's the makeup, the temperament of this district? How would you describe it? Oh, man. Um, I would – that's a tough question. But uh, I would I would say that that, that Bernie's always going to be the, the, the confident constant. Um, they're always going to put on a, a great show. They're always going to pass and move, and they're always going to be the – like a contender. Um, it doesn't matter the season. Um, like this year, it was, it was us in – 
Bernie. Last year it was Wimberley and, and Bernie. Bernie's never out of the out of the conversation with that. Um, I, but I would also say that that Wimberley's like the aggressive like dark horse. You know what I mean? Like they're they're in the first to third all the time, um, ready to ready to come out and, and give it a go, which last year they absolutely did, and and they had the the players to do it. Um, as for as for Davenport, I would still call us the new kids on the block. We, I mean, we we haven't earned much yet, so I, I wouldn't give us too much credit yet. Um, and then and then Canyon Lake's always going to be a dangerous game, um, always. Um, yeah. Whenever you play them, they've they've got the talent and the coaching to to always put in a few goals and always give you a scare. Um, I think every time I've played them, we've we've always had a heart attack uh, throughout the game. Yeah. <laughs> so. So characteristic heart attack, right? That's how you would describe yeah, this district. Absolutely. All right, perfect. Yeah, that's all. You, that's all you had to say, coach. That's all you had to say. So, all right. So, <laughs> tell us. Um, you know, we start getting ready. You're getting ready. That's tomorrow, right? You're facing Wimberley tomorrow. Um, the makeup of this team. What makes this team different this year? And maybe tell us a little bit of maybe a couple of players that we should know more about. Just in general, maybe yeah. the, the state of Texas should know more about. Absolutely. Um, this year, what makes us different than last year? We graduated. Uh, four seniors that that really um, had a huge impact on the team, um, so it was difficult to fill their shoes, um, but but we were able to do it pretty well this year. Um, we've got a lot of freshmen coming in that had to take on big roles. Um, two two of those freshmen, actually three of those freshmen, one being Abby Simon, who usually plays our nine, is is was the girl that that doubles with basketball, which was really tough getting her in. Um, Emily Wash. Is a, is a center midfielder that that usually uh, is always working hard defensively and then will sh- on a tear just dribbles through three people and is able to get rid of it. Um, other freshman would be Isabel Templeman, who's our freshman goalkeeper who had some big shoes to fill from our senior Isabel Molina last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's done. She's she's kept us in a ton of games and uh, um, props to her for, for coming in as a freshman and owning that role. Um, as for uh, players that like we don't know. We know. We all know about Riley Reisdorf, who's got 44 goals on the year, and just having an outstanding, outstanding yeah. year. Um, and she's had six goals in in playoffs so far. Um, yeah. So having a great year as always, and is, is always our our constant of is going to to work 100 percent and and do everything she can to either set other teammates up or or put the ball in the net. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as for other players, it would be probably Ireland Sands, who's played our played our six for the past two and a half years. And then after Bernie beat us 3-0, I kind of had to revamp some things and put her out uh, at left wing. And she ended up scoring 20 goals in eight, eight district games um, and wow. has been playing lights out as a senior. Yeah. 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 So nice. uh, so definitely taking up that role as a as a, a I guess, a newcomer into that role and, and yeah. it's excelling. Right. Awesome. And uh, just a a quick teaser, more to come later in our show regarding one of your very own that you just mentioned in uh, Riley Reisdorf, who you're right. She's been uh, she's been having a great season. Um, So I got one more question for you, coach, and then uh, we're going to go ahead and let you go. But before I do that, I want to kick it over to co-host here to Rafa. See if maybe he had any anything for you. Any thoughts, any questions, Rafa? Coach, uh, nice to meet you, coach. Uh, uh, How do you as far as your coaching style? How do you, how do you, um, what style is it similar to so as far as one of the, some of the professional coaches out there, whether Premier League, La Liga, who do you, who do you look up to? And they kind of mirror that when you do your, when you're with your team. 
Man, uh, that's something I've never thought about. Um, I, I mean, I can't even compare myself to anybody that's professional. Um, oh, stop being humble. No, stop no, humble. no. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't really model it after anybody. I'm, I'm kind of just going back on, on what I've learned and what I've seen coaches that, that I admire uh, here that I actually have personally met uh, and kind of just making it player-centered, giving the players a ton of freedom. Um, I, I don't, I'm not a big X's and O's guy where it's like, hey, they've got to be here at this point. And then you like, it's, it's, the game is situational. Um, and, it, and it bothers me when, when coaches on the sidelines are, are telling players what to do right then and there in the moment. Because um, when, when we put it in my team's perspective, I'm telling a 14 year old girl exactly what to do on the field. If I'm never there, or if, if I, if I'm not there and, or in practice and kind of trying to watch her play, she doesn't know what to do anymore. Um, and right. She needs to be able to do that by herself mm -hmm. um, and build that soccer IQ and decision-making in the game. Um, so that's, that's my big thing is I like to let the players play. And if it's something that I'm seeing multiple times, then I'll step in. Um, but one of my biggest things is that I'm not a yeller. I'm never going to yell at a kid because um, I want them to love the game and I want them to have fun. Um, yeah, it's cool to make mistakes and we'll address it if you keep making the same mistake, but it's, it's all about fun. That's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you ever have, do you ever, ever have parents come up to you and ask you, well, why don't, why don't you yell, yell? Cause that, that's the way I coach too. I just sit down, let them do, yeah. let them think. And I've had parents from when I coach clubs say, why are not you yelling at them and this and that? So there's no need to <laughs> let them figure it out. If I need to step I, in, I'll. Yeah. So how do, how do you see, how do you see how do you explain that to the parents about? You know, uh, I, I say the exact style. same thing I said to you. Uh, just like we, we want to build their soccer IQ, um, and, and we want them to to grow up to love the game. Um, uh, right. I, we don't want kids going home because some kids go home to parents that yell at them in the car. We don't want that to be in game and after game. So we want them to have fun the entire time. Yeah. yeah well said. Well said. Last question for you, Coach. Um, Tell us a little bit, what is the community like there, Davenport community? Because I know it's a very strong, athletic, supportive, great community. What is it like right now there for you all supporting both having you all, both you all and your boys squad, both in the uh, regional quarterfinal? What is that buzzing, buzzing more than normal? What's it, what's that like? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, Coach Washington, Coach Parade on the guys' side have that team like in form. Um, they, they adapt very well if something isn't going right and and they are very well coached um, and props to the guys for, for being amazing players. Uh, they've got Mark over there, Mark Terrazas and Logan White who are making things happen. They've got youth and Blake Townsley and, and uh, Vinny Hernandez. And so they're all just, they're all lights out, amazing players. Um, and so I expect them to, to do very well on Friday when they play and it's in the environments amazing because um, we're all soccer coaches. And so we'll just talk about our games in the morning after. And, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. And then we see like each team, like we had boys come out to Lavernia on Monday and come watch our game. And you can just hear them, hear them howling from the stands and all that other stuff. And it was, it was a great environment. And then our yeah. girls went and watched them at Davenport last night as well. There you go. Well, well done. Well done. Awesome. So nice big shout out to your boys, uh, your boys squad as well. So congratulations to them as well. And uh, so before we let you go, coach, any final Final thoughts, thank you, shout outs, anything you'd like to share with uh, with anyone, your community before we let you go? No, yeah, just uh, thanks everybody for the support and uh, moving forward. I know Davenport's making a, a huge run in almost every sport. Shout out to uh, 
our girls golf team that just won uh, their district and is moving on. Uh, they, they got first, second, and third on their side. And that's, that's insane. It's unheard of. So shout out to them and then everybody else that's going on. Yeah. Awesome. It's the, the consummate team player. It's not every day we get shout outs to golf teams on this show. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely appreciate the, appreciate your time coach. Thank you. Good luck tomorrow. Obviously you got your hands full with a very talented, very well coached sure. Wembley squad. Uh, wishing you the absolute best. Good luck. And thank you again for joining us. Awesome. Thanks guys. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, man. That's no, it was great. They're, that program's under great hands, you know, Absolutely. great hands there. And, and I think, I think in the, you know, whether this year, I, I know definitely next year, they may be one of those teams that is going to be a contender, you know, to get into the state tournament. Uh, I'm sure, you know, they're going to have their hands full tomorrow, but I think they can pull it off. It's going to be a great game. But that, that program's really kind of kind of skyrocketed, you know, from the infancy to the, you know, to the kind of what he mentioned, you know, they got kicked around a little bit, but they're they're one of the best teams in the four four eight for region four for four eight yeah. boys for girls and also the boys soccer team right, too. So right. you know, shout out to the boys team because they've done ex an excellent job. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's it's the interesting piece about that district in particular, right? Is you see that with. Um, at the, at the 4A level in their district, it's these these teams that are just, they're very highly competitive, very dominant in multiple, right? Multiple sports in all athletics, right? You'll see, you'll see that with, you see that with the likes of Wimberley. You see that with the, definitely with the likes of Bernie, right? You see that, uh, you see that now with Davenport. You started to see that uh, to a certain extent with, <clears throat> excuse me, with Canyon Lake, um, just to name a few. Um, so, that's kind of one of those things where in that, excuse me, in that district, that's just, that's what makes that district so tough across the board, right? Even if we're talking beyond just soccer here, uh, just in everything, right? They're battling for everything and challenging, just making deep runs, multiple teams making deep runs in multiple sports. So yeah, so yeah, definitely agree with you there. So, all right. So that's, uh, thanks again, Coach Morrison uh, from the Davenport Wolves for joining us. And uh, so let's dive in, Coach. Let's talk about um first two rounds were two rounds in the books by we've made it through the by district round we've made it through the area round which just wrapped up yesterday and teams are getting ready to kick off the uh kick off the uh, regional quarterfinal round as early as tomorrow um thoughts you know we're going to look at this in two components first our by district followed by our area analysis but tell us just by district was absolute chaos right we kind of underplayed the amount of fours that would end up beating <laughs> number one seeds and I think we tried to be, we knew they were coming. It was just a matter of where, right? And as, uh, I guess, relatively conservative as we were at times in bracketology last week, we still saw all kinds of chaos. So tell us some of your thoughts when you look back at the by-district round from last week. I think you saw a lot of teams maybe came in, you know, as far as the higher seeds, not so prepared. Um which, which was kind of surprising too, because they were you no know, flying high. Some of them had big, you know, long winning streaks, and then all of a sudden, the four upsends them in the first round, and that four was struggling early on, you know, or kind of stumbling into district play, or had to win their last game just to kind of get in. And normally, you would think, okay, well, that's the easy pickings there. But also, there are some four seeds. You know, they're strong, strong would be probably be a number one seed in some other districts. So and, and there was a case on I know we, we talked about that. I know some of the picks that we made, 
you know, that I, you know, for me, I thought there were some four seeds that were, I think would be a lot better than the one seed because they played in a, you know, more competitive district. I think they were more battle tested and then also, you know, common opponents and, you know, you know, they had a win over this opponent compared to this other team and so forth. So, you know, it's very hard to predict you know, these games, because you may have a good game. Some games you don't have a good game in, mm-hmm. and you can, you can catch them at, a, you know, a four seed can catch a bad one. We, you're seeing it there, on, which March Madness there with the basketball, you know, no number one seeds are in the final four. So, yeah, you know, yeah. and that's, and like I said, any given day you can be beaten. Yeah. I heard a stat, um, what was it? Uh, I think, was it Monday? I think it was Monday. I heard a stat talking about just basketball talk here for a second, but the, uh, the uh, the uh, men's basketball tournament was there was no no McDonald's All Americans and no top thirty projected uh, draft uh, draft picks in this final four, which was like unheard of, like a first time it's ever happened. So so yeah, I mean you're <laughs> here now. We're talking. We're trying to make picks here at at the high school level, which is you know incredibly tough because you just don't know who's going to show up, right? You just don't know at, at any given time. You know, there was some there was some number fours over number ones that I kind of liked and in last week's bracketology. And I know I know you, Steve, kind of gave me the side eye a couple of times, right? With a couple of those. And then it was the same thing the other way around. There was a couple where you kind of went out on a limb there and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. But sure enough, right? So there's so it's impossible. It it really is impossible. But uh um was there any any that you really want to highlight at the by district level that stood out to you the most? There was quite a few of them, like especially there's one like I mentioned about the four eight girls here and actually in region four. There's one that we thought was kind of gonna get eliminated in the first round, and then all of a sudden they've been on a roll. And I'm gonna mention them. It's the the Alice Lady Coyotes, uh, mm-hmm. out of District 29 4A. They actually beat Hidalgo seven to three in the by district round, uh, which we you know we didn't really see that happening. We thought Hidalgo was going to you know, to kind of take care of business. They've been one of the better growth teams in the Valley for 4A. And, and all of a sudden, I think Alice said, like, you know what? <laughs> We're going to turn things around. And kid you not, they actually ended up winning their uh, their area round game too as well. So they're actually facing the district champions uh, from 29, Cal Allen. So Cal Allen might be, you know, maybe I don't probably swept them during the district season. They might be a little sweating on there here on this upcoming uh, uh, the for the, the rubber match here. There the you little go. trilogy, right? So trilogy. you know you can't, you know, so Allen <laughs> can't take them for grant, you know, for granted what they did in the district season. You know, mm. Alice is, you know, Alice is hitting all cylinders there. So that's like I said, one example we saw yeah. there has really kind of turned it up, you know, into the playoffs. Right. Yeah. You know, for me, the one I I, I can't I can't stress it enough because I there was so much going into it. But I know I know you and I we had had talks off offline. And even before and after last week's bracketology, and there was one that I just kind of felt funny about. And I even then I knew it was it was a, a reach because the other team was high, so highly touted. But on the boys' side, six A Stony Point over Austin Bowie, right? Um, that was one that I just the Stony Point team, and you know, and we'll talk about them more later. But um, that was one that I just that was kind of a um, you know, jaw dropper for a lot of people, right? Yeah, and I know that game was a real physical game. And actually, I went to the Stony Stony Point game last night with Brandeis, which I'll get into a little bit later. Right, right. But um, you know, 
I, I think, you know, they mentioned about Bowie, you know, they knock off Lake Travis and win the district title. And, you know, you're thinking, hey, we got this, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to, we should probably be the favorites to win region four. And then Stony Point had something to say, you know, kind of threw a monkey wrench. I know it was a real physical game. Right. You know, there were some cards there because I did talk to some players after the uh, last night's game about, you know, there, there were some, they were missing a couple of the players. And, and like I said, but they were able to find a way they had a game plan and they executed it. And, and I, I think they just went in with an attitude and, you know, refused to lose and, and ended up getting pulling off the probably one one of the biggest upsets, you know, for you know, in in high in high school soccer here in Texas. Yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. So, um, any others you want to hit on, uh, particularly in the by district round? Any shout outs? Anything that got your attention before we move on to uh, talk a little bit more about uh, last night's recent games in the area round? Yeah, there are some other ones like kind of little bracket busters here. Um, I'll mention especially. Uh, like on the girls, uh, so on the boys' side, um, I'm trying to kind of look through here. Um, especially like in, for example, um, in Region One Six A, uh, the El Paso Franklin boys, uh, they yeah. end up knocking off knocking off Midland. Midland had had gone undefeated. They had a loss, you know, at the end yeah. of the season. But like I said, hey, you know, we're you know we're riding high, and uh, Franklin goes to Midland upends in them over there and you know what what can you say you know the, and they like i said i know that franklin had to struggle a little bit but they kind of turned it on mm -hmm. towards the end and just the momentum for them to to go right. over there to to midland and win that game you know it says says a lot about the yeah. pro, about that program yeah coach hernandez has done in a second year there at el paso franklin he's done a tremendous job he's really just completely change that culture and they believe they believe so yeah there's a lot more to come from that program in the future for sure so now we look at yesterday's results yesterday's matchups i know you're going to talk a little bit more about the game you covered um some of our area analysis talk some of the maybe some of the key games key results that got your attention uh maybe the most i, I think the one that got my attention the most was um, we're all going to have a brand new a 6A boys state champion this year. And and kudos to the Johnson Jaguars, you know, from Northeast ISD. Um, they went in with no fear. Um, like I said, we had nothing, you know, they stood up tall and they're knocking off Lake Travis. And I think a lot of people didn't think, you know, Lake Travis, you know, we're probably, you know, it'd be a competitive game, but, you know, find a way to win. But Johnson had other plans and, and now they're in the regional quarterfinals, and and that's a huge win for them for that program. And it's one of those programs that have been kind of you know it's been it's you know been you know featured. You know I know for our you know for my local rankings here for the you know roundtable rankings have been in the top ten. Mm -hmm. But this is a signature win for them. I know they got a tough one on Friday because they got to play a district rival, which is Lee. Which like I said, they had you know they've yeah. tied once before. Um, so that's going to be a good one. I think they're playing that one at Comalander at seven thirty. Yeah, that's but, a very similar. That's a very similar situation as what we just talked about with Coach Morrison versus Wimberley, right? Where, you know, they 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 lost to their the opponent they're facing now in the regional quarterfinal in Lee. They they lost to them once and they tied them once. They drew them once, right? So now it's the kind of sort of rubber match, but not really, right? So so and you're and you know how it goes when you're, you're facing a team for the third time in, in a season there's kind of really only so much you can really kind of tweak and you can make adjustments. You know, your opponent well, especially as a district foe, 
Um, but then it's kind of, it's just that time and let it, let it, you know, you, you prepare accordingly and then you just let it rip. Yeah. And like I said, that for, you know, you know, you never know what can, like I said, you know, sometimes when you, you know, as far as the matchups, I think, I think people overlook this, you know, sometimes your team may have a better, as far as your style is better equipped to against the other teams. And I, I know they've mentioned about, you know, the seeding and stuff of like that, but mm -hmm. I guess thrown out the window because, yeah. you know, maybe your style of play is a very effective against, you know, a team, even though, even though they may want a district title or higher than you, you know, they, if they can't adjust to that, you know, you know, they're going to take <laughs> care of business. You know? And I saw a couple of games like sent online that, you know, there were some teams and I'll mention one, like, for example, like, um, like Harlingen and the boys, you know, they, mm -hmm. They were a four seed. They knocked off a number one seed from District 31. I think it was Endenburg. And, you know, their style of play, you know, they end up winning five to one. Their style of play really. It's know, a good matchup, right? Styles, styles make matchups. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, you know, you never know what type, you know, you may go into a team. Yeah. They may have a not the best record as you, but their style of play could affect you how, you know, how, you know, how you do things on the yeah. field. Yeah. You know, and the interesting one, too, is we talk about. So, you mentioned Johnson knocking off the defending 6A, the you know, the boys 6A defending state champion in Lake Travis. And that's that ongoing battle, right? That we keep that we see, particularly those of you that are familiar with region four, between it's like it's San Antonio and Austin fighting for for supremacy, right? And you saw it two years ago, it was Lee, it was Lee knocking off Lake Travis. And then last year you saw Lake Travis, you know, breaking through. Right, Coach Bamel having his boys make breaking through, making that run all the way to the state title, and now it's another, it's another opponent from that you know from that very tough twenty eight six A this time in Johnson that takes out Lake Travis, which surprised a lot of us, right? But I know that's still a very underrated, highly talented Johnson squad, right? So, you know, what what's your take on that when we look at from that perspective of the ongoing battle with San Antonio and Austin? Um, and obviously we can talk about that on the girls side because that's a different that's a different discussion but on the boys side especially at the 6a level it's this tug of war there right yeah like i said they've been the state champions the last i think two year two years there's been it's been from region four um you know you know one takes you know takes control then the other one comes back and as well goes with something with the girls too a little bit um but you know, it's just it's it's developed into a rivalry, kind of similar to mm -hmm. you know SAFC with Austin FC. You know that that little rivalry there, that thirty-five. Mm -hmm. You know who who's the king of the hill when it comes to soccer here in South Texas, and and you're seeing these teams play each other actually in the non you know the non-district season, just because they know they may be facing each other here in, in March and in, in early April. So yeah, you know, yeah. And that's and that's and that's starting. We're starting to see that trend more and more of them playing each other, and and the, we're getting good matchups, you know. And and you, you never know because like another game like last night was uh, like like Dripping Springs. You know, the Dripping Springs boys were four seed. They were struggling, you know, all season long, and they were able to get in. And they, and you know, they knocked off a really good Westwood team, and they knocked off a really good Reagan team. Yeah. You know, that and that just shows you know, the talent level we have here in these, in this, this area. Um, another one, I guess, for the girls side, well, I want to go with also the girls side is like uh, the one I mentioned to you over a month ago is the Bernie Chapin girls. You know, it's yeah. all to keep an eye on them. Like I said, what do they do? They knock off Rouse. 
And yeah. now they not we get us now they're having a uh, the rubber match with the uh, with Spencer Valley, which should be a yeah. good good one there. But like I said, yeah, that rivalry, Santa Austin, it's it's coming up, but it's creating a lot of great games. Uh, not to say that there aren't any great games like in the Houston area. I'm sure there's some great Houston area areas like the North and South Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Dallas, you can say like the you know East Dallas and West Dallas, like when the North Dallas teams and some of the West Dallas teams, you know, you look at your McKinney's going against your Lewis or Marcus's, your you know your Soft Lake Carols, and those are some you know really big matchups as well too. Right. And then you have your West Texas ones too. You know your, your Midland Odessa's, oh, yeah. the Lubbock's versus El Paso. Yeah. So yeah. it's it, it's a kind of a tug of war for a lot of these area, little, little regional rivalries. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 but it creates a lot of great games. But here, like I know for here for Region Four, it's 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 you're starting to see a lot more of that. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And uh, yeah, that was one. That was one that we talked about. I know I mentioned that, right? I said that. What was that? Maybe three episodes back, two episodes back mm-hmm. of Inside Texas High School Soccer about you do not, you know, if if you win your district title, the last thing you want to see is something like a number four seeded Bernie champion, right? That's <laughs> that's something you do, you would not want to see, right? So, uh, so yeah, they are playing extremely well, and Coach Coach Walters, Carol Walters, has them playing you know, their best at the absolute right time. And that's going to be it for a great matchup versus Smith and Valley. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. So, all right. So really quick, uh, before as we start to transition here, let us tell us, uh, or let me tell you a little bit about uh, our good friends at Gipper. So Gipper is the way that schools, athletic departments, ADs, and coaches create world-class marketing content. Join over 2,500 coaches, ADs, and soccer programs that use Gipper to create high-quality visual branded graphics for your program. The best part Anyone can do it in seconds on any device without needing any design experience whatsoever. If you do have more experience as well, if you are what they call the power user, this is intended for you as well, because now you can dive in and use their platform that much more, that much more advanced. So great stuff. And uh, they are going to give you, they're going to reward you and save you money just for simply being a 50-50 podcast listener. So listeners of the 50-50 podcast can receive 10% off any first-time Gipper purchase. Simply visit Gipper.com slash partner slash 5050 to learn more. Again, that's Gipper.com slash partner slash 5050. All right, coach. So we move on here. We're going to look at really quick. We're going to look at uh, some, we're going to look ahead, I should say, our regional quarterfinal preview. So what we want to do, because we could, I mean, we could make this a five hour episode right here, right? (laughs) If we wanted to. Um, But so we're going to highlight maybe some matches that with some backstories that we may know, or that have us kind of excited that we're intrigued by. It uh, doesn't matter whether it's four. It, it doesn't matter what classification doesn't matter which side of the house boys or girls tell us uh, th- let's dive in a little bit. So I'll start us off uh, to, I'm going to cover two, one on the four, a side, one on the five, a side, both, both girls, both on the girls side. But first one that I kind of want to talk about a little bit, their names already come up a handful of times in this podcast, but it's, um, the region four Bernie facing, uh, region four, uh, class four, a girls, Bernie taking, taking on, uh, the Burnett Bulldogs, uh, Burnett's been one, as you know, coach, that's one that I've been kind of talking about throughout the year. Keep your eye on, watch them closely. This team is for real district, uh, they've district title. They've had a phenomenal season. That game is scheduled for Friday, 5 30 PM at Canyon Lake high school. So Canyon Lake's going to be hosting a lot of great matches over the next couple of days. What's, what's your thoughts on that one? This is um, probably the game Burnett kind of, kind of cements himself as, as one of the 
probably quote unquote powers for region four, you know, this is probably going to be their biggest test. Yeah. I, I know they did beat, I know they beat a couple, I think, uh, I believe, um, when does it was Salado, I think on, uh, on a warm up game and so forth, but yeah, it was a warm up game. You're, but you're going up against a team that's been on a roll even since last year, you know, they turned it up and, you know, uh, Bernie's turned it up ever since, you know, mm-hmm. They finally got that monkey off their back and beating Wimberley to, to advance, and even though you know they got knocked out in the in there in the state tournament, then you know this team's been been on the roll. I know they've had a couple losses, but those losses are against some really quality teams or right. like in six A. So they're so Bernie's battle tested. You know it can burn it. You know take that next step. You know and knock knock them off. You know this is this is going to be a key game. It's not going to be an easy game. Uh, but it's, if you have a chance to be out there in the Canyon Lake area, you know, yeah. you know enjoy it because it's going to be one of those barn burner games before we get to the to the regional tournament. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, Coach, we talked about it. We've had him on the we've had him on the show here on the podcast, Coach Jeremy Shannon. He's definitely got uh, him and his coaching staff. They have uh, they have the uh, the Greyhounds ready. And this is a burn it squad that is full of confidence, believes in itself. And I think it's, they are not going to be an easy out. You know, I'll, I'll say that. So next one I wanted to highlight five, eight girls, um, probably, and this, this is not hyperbole. I, I believe this probably the, the biggest girls match that has taken place in the city of El Paso in maybe a generation, at least, you know, 15, 15, 20 years, maybe. Somewhere in there, uh, and you have uh, it's going to be the regional quarterfinal matchup between in five A Region One El Paso Del Valle versus the El, El Paso Andres Eagles. Uh, that game is slated for Saturday, eleven a.m. at Eastwood High School. So um, it, that's huge. You know, you have two two El Paso squads, and on the on the girls' side, this is what you've kind of been running into out, out of El Paso is one of them breaking through into this round or beyond this really beyond this round, right into that regional tournament. We've seen it a little bit with, uh, with the San Eli girls, right. Who have really been coming up. Uh, but to see two El Paso teams playing each other in El Paso for the right to go to a regional tournament at the five, eight level, it's kind of a very, very big game. One of the biggest games they've seen in a long, long time. What's your thoughts on this one? Oh, that's going to be a, like I said, in, Probably the biggest game they've had out there in a while, besides the boys. You know, yeah. we've had some, you know, boy games, you know, like involving Del Valle and Bel, Bel-, uh, Bel- Air, right. even right. A- East Lake. But for the girls' side, this is a this is this shows progress for them. You know, Absolutely. usually they maybe Absolutely. you know for them they I think the brick walls maybe the second round for them to get to the third round has shown that the El Paso girls soccer you know you know programs are have now taken an, another step. You know, and hopefully out of this, you know, you know, you know, whatever, whatever they do in the regional trip, whichever it's Andres or, or Del Valle, you know, hopefully they have a good showing. You know, sooner or later we may get, we're going to see an El Paso girls team, whether it's 4A or 5A or maybe even 6A, finally break through and get to Georgetown. And so this is, I think, this is the first step here. I think it's a it's a confidence booster not only for those two programs but also mm-hmm. for the city of El Paso for girls soccer that it can be done. And like I said, we have the talent. Can we now take it up to the next level and get to, you know, and get to the state in Georgetown? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, this, it's an interesting matchup because you have the very experienced, the veteran squad of Anders, which is loaded with, I think, 10, 10 seniors, if I'm not mistaken, 10 or 11 seniors. 
And then uh, Del Valle here is the younger squad, but also very well coached. And coach, you know, Coach Sazo, shout out to Coach Sazo, who's also a you know 50-50 podcast alum. She'll have them ready, right? She'll definitely have them ready for sure. So next one I wanted to highlight, we're going to go to the boys' side. 6A, big matchup, one that I, two squads that you've been big on all year through your RPI in Allen versus Irving. And that's uh, slated for Friday, 7.30 p.m. at McKinney ISD Stadium. <laughs> Thoughts on this one? This is the, probably the game that Irvin's been looking for. If they're gonna, you know, they've been that team. I think they made the made a statement early on in the season, and we were kind of like, these guys for real. And they go through their district, win their district. You know, they knocked off McKinney Boyd, which is one of the established programs there in the Dallas area. Right. Can they can they take that next step? Be it another established team. Allen has that history, having great soccer programs. And, you know, if they can get a win, you know, who knows? They may could surprise some people and end up being that region one, um, you know, representative for 6A soccer. And mm -hmm. who knows? Maybe they could be the fairer to win it all now because now, so now we're going to have a new 6A state champion. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. That's a that's a, going to be a phenomenal matchup. So, again, that's Friday, 730 p.m. McKinney ISD, 6A boys, Allen versus Irving in the regional region one regional quarterfinal. And then last matchup I wanted to highlight coach before we kick it over to you. 68 girls all right, 68 yes, sorry, 68 girls Ridge Point versus Katie Seven Lakes Friday 7:30 p.m. there at uh Road Stadium there in Katie and simply put this one I think this is this is potentially right for the right to win the region. Right. It, it you're looking at it. It's in the regional quarterfinal, right? And with respect to all of the teams that they have to still face in the regional tournament, but it's kind of hard to go against the winner of this matchup, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, they're probably the top two programs from that area. Um, like, like I said, made it to the, you know to to the state tournament last year. Can Silver Lakes can they dethrone them and take over? You know, kind of be the queens of the of you know the area and get on to Georgetown. Like I said, I think those have been our two favorites. You know, kind mm -hmm. of going in into especially during bracketology, that we thought there would probably be whoever wins this game is probably going to represent the region. You know, right. in, for there at Georgetown. Yeah, it's a six A region three supremacy for sure. And I know you've been big, obviously been you know Katie Seven Lakes on the girls side, well on both sides, but the girls. They've been big in the RPI this year. Ridgepoint, Ridgepoint hasn't quite been in there. What's you know, and after Ridgepoint's uh, after Ridgepoint's run to the state tournament last year, what's your take on them going into this year, going up against the highly touted RPI squad that you have in Katie Seven Lakes? I, I think for them, they have the experience because they've been there. Seven Lakes hasn't yet, and and I think going going making that that run they made last year. You, know, you got to give it also thing. Richpoint is still undefeated. They haven't lost a game. They have some ties, but they still haven't lost a game. So, yeah. you know, they they're a pretty confident team. And you know, Seven Lakes. You know, I think the really the pressure is on Seven Lakes because they have to beat Richpoint. You know, Richpoint's like, hey, we've been there, done that. You know, if you want it, you want to represent this region, you got to take it from us. And and like I said, I think they're well coached. And like I said, they're having that experience of being there last year. I think it might be the key to for them to win this game. Uh, like I said, this this weekend. 
Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so that's going to be the four matches that, yeah, obviously I'm excited about a lot more than that. You know, I can talk about Reedy, Reedy versus Wakeland, tons of others, but um, any that you want to highlight that you want to throw out there, Coach, for as we look at look ahead at this uh, in our regional quarterfinal preview that starts tomorrow? Yeah, for region uh, three boys, this is a big one. This was actually going to be in the Austin area. Yep, Pflugerville Conley versus an upstart of the of LASA, the Liberal Arts and Science Academy, which is a team that's come out of nowhere. Right. And, you know, we we thought maybe, you know, the, the Cinderella shoes was going to, uh, the uh, midnight, it was going to strike midnight for them in the second round. But for but LASA's found a way. They got, they got a 2-1 win over Eastview, and Eastview's not a slouch. No. And then they no. go, no. And yeah. they end up knocking off AM Consolidated convincingly with a 3 nothing win. Yeah. You know, yeah. Their peak, like I said, there's two big wins is has them real confident going to this game. But that's going to be a tough game because Pflugerville Conley, they've made deep runs in the past. They have a great program, but it's going to be yeah. probably the one, probably the big clash there uh, uh, this weekend mm-hmm. there in Austin. And so yeah. you have a chance to go out there, you know, take you know, make sure you watch that game. Um, it's it's going to be a problem one of those instant classics there for you know for that for Region Three. Um, other games, though, you know. I'm going to head down south, uh, Region 4, 6A. Um, probably the kind of one of the, the little classicos there that they have there in, in, the, in the Valley area. You have Brownsville Porter, uh, for, excuse me, for 5A. You have Brownsville for 5A boys. You have Brownsville Porter versus Sherryland. I purposely can't, didn't. Can't pick, I, I purposely didn't pick that one because I knew you would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great matchup. Yeah, great matchup. That that's that's uh a key matchup. That's like one of the classicals there. Two teams of one state. Like I said, Porter's got a couple state titles. Sherryland's got a state title. It's going to be a shame whoever loses this game because any of yeah. it can be a threat in that, especially I know, I know Leanna Rouse is, you know, Rouse has gotten some kind of the, you know, the highlights for their region, region four, five, a, but you know, you know, the Valley teams always find a way, you know, they, they bring it. So, and yeah. for them, yeah. So for them, they actually play the winner of the Southwest Cedar Park game, if, you know, for the regional tournament. So yeah, if you're in the Valley, make sure you watch that game. That's going to be, I'm sure that it's going to be the stands are going to be filled with a lot of a lot of fans. Uh, and I've been to a couple of Valley games, and they they bring it and yeah, they bring it, you know, bring the excitement there. So great, it's going to be a great game. Um, other games, um, kind of looking out as far as like boys, um, the one the one team that kind of Finally got something off their back as far as, you know, kind of like the Dallas teams, you know, knocking on them. Um, is uh, Eastlake, the Eastlake boys from El Paso. You know, they they got – last year was a disappointment, but this year they're – I think this could be the, you know, the breakthrough for them. Uh, they had, you know, some big wins. Like I said, I don't know, they knocked out San Angelo Central. But they had a big win against South Lake Carroll, and that's kind of been their nemesis the last couple of seasons. And like I said, they have a big game against Euless Trinity. Um, I'm not sure where that game is. More likely probably be in Midland. It's on third. Like I said, yeah, it's a yeah. Thursday game, more likely on the third. So they can get a win on this one. This is an opportunity to finally to break through and get to the um, you know to the regional tournament. And then other key games, like I said, for, for the girls' side, um, you know, I know the boys from uh, Diamond Hill get all the 
pretty much all. Uh, actually, I'm trying to look at this, the brackets. Hold on one second. Uh, well, I'm gonna mention a, a kind of an upstart team, and I mentioned I had them an honorable mention the the West Plains teams from the Canyon uh, from the Amarillo area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First yeah. F- first year program. Now they're in the third round of the playoffs, but they they're gonna have a, a tall task playing against Wichita Falls. Yeah. You know, if, you know. Shout could- out to I'm glad you mentioned them too because that brought up a point. So the other day, <clears throat> I think it was Monday, I was listening to. Um, was it Texas, Texas football today, right? Dave Campbell's Texas football mm-hmm. today. They were interviewing their football coach, right? Of course they were interviewing the football coach and in the middle of his interview, he like stopped everything and gave a big shout out to the, to his girls team, right? The girls soccer mm-hmm. team. So, and I don't know, I don't ever recall listening to, you know, the uh, Texas football today and, and there's a football coach slash AD being interviewed and he's giving a shout out to his girls soccer team. So that was pretty cool. I cut that like stopped me in my tracks as I was working so anyway, so shout out to West Plains, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a good game. Probably the biggest game for them so far. Uh, if they can knock off, like I said, Wichita Falls has the history, right. you know, especially on the you know, on the girls' side, you know, making deep runs. But for a first year upstart program, fresh off playing, you know, being on varsity, you know, they didn't play JV last year. Like I said, the, if they can get a this win, you know, to get into the regional tournaments you know, it's, it's going to be great. And who knows, you know, maybe that'll keep them going along. I know they still have some tough ones. You know, there's Salado, Salado State out there. You still right. got Stephenville. That'd be a great regional final between Stephenville and West Plains. You know, that'd be a matchup to, to see, you know, you know, and for region one for 4A. So yeah. that's, that's another one. And then another team kind of another surprise team that, you know, we talked about, I haven't talked about, and we didn't give him much credit in the bracketology, but for region, you know, you know, for the 4A boys, Wilmer Hutchins out of yeah. nowhere, yeah. you know, they yeah. now in the third round, they got Salina next. And Salina was the regional uh, state finals last year. And Wilmer Hutchins may be having them a little, little nervous there for, uh, for that game <laughs> this weekend. And, um, you got to give it to them because they knocked off, you know, quite a few, you know, tough teams. Like for example, they knocked off. Uh, I'm trying to look through this little bracket here. Uh, they knocked off uh, like Ranch, a really good Ranch View team. Uh, they knocked off a community, a Nevada community team who we thought yeah. was going to face thought, Salina. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. so Wilmer Hutchins, like I said, uh, that versus Salina is going to be another. Uh, not, I'm still saying as far as name wise, it's a big game, but I think it's going to be a big game for really a big game for them because right. this, you know, if they can get this win over Salina, yeah. Yeah. it's a it's a, it's a signature win for their program, and you know they're going to be very dangerous. And if I'm, you know, teams like uh, Palestine, I, I kind of be looking behind my shoulder <laughs> for for them because they, you know, they could you know they could knock them off you know later deep in the rounds. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I kind of wanted to mention that I wanted to highlight is and we you and I have had this conversation before Mm -hmm. offline is this. So this tournament, you're talking about seven matches, right? One of the things that we try to do when we go through bracketology and we start looking at our analysis, right, that's deep analysis of these teams through their strength of schedule, their non-district schedule in talking because we talk to a lot of coaches as well and uh, within the district and out of the district. And so all of these things kind of factor in there, right? 
the current form that they're in, how hot or not hot they are, are they banged up, injuries, all these things. But so we start looking at what are the teams ultimately that we think can win, can rattle off seven wins, right? Because that's what this tournament is. It's it's seven wins to the state title. And sometimes to do that, and the reason why maybe not the, the most talented team isn't necessarily always the best team that wins out is because this needs to be almost compartmentalized and broken down into three separate tournaments, right? We talked about, so you see <clears throat> we're in the first mini tournament within this tournament, if you will, right? Because you look at by district, the area, and the regional quarterfinal. Then you get past that, you move on to the second phase, right? That regional tournament, right? Which is at a designated neutral neutral location. Doesn't always turn out to be a neutral location, depending mm -hmm. upon who's there, right? And then if you can get past that, then you're in the then you're in the big show, right? The final four, the state tournament. And then from there, at that point, it's winner take all. And if you've made it that far, obviously there are no weak teams, soft teams, easy teams uh, in at that level playing for, playing in the state tournament. So when you try to compartmentalize that, I think that's the thing is what we have found, what we've seen true to form over the last couple of years, particularly last year and now this year, is you see some of these upsets or you see some of these teams that are favored they have tough by district round matchups, right? And then and then they tend to have a significantly easier area round matchup for any number of reasons. Or maybe they run into an opponent they weren't expecting to because of an upset. And then now here we are at the regional quarterfinal matchup where you can point to a lot in a lot of regions where potentially some of these regional quarterfinal matchups are. If you can win this, you can potentially win you could potentially be the the region champion, right? Like things could go in your favor if you can mm -hmm. get through this regional quarterfinal matchup. So, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you, when you look at some of the bracket, you know, some of the games, there's some like head scratchers. Like, there these two teams are actually playing against each other this this round. But like I said, it's anything can happen. Like you mentioned, you have a tough by district game, you may have a you know a, an easier one in the in the area playoffs, and now. But then you have to get back up, play. You know, sometimes it, it's a district opponent that you got to face a third time, and that's the, usually the case for most mo, uh, in this uh, in, in this tournament. You know, like you're seeing teams, they're gonna face each other for the third time. You know, and uh, like for example, like you mentioned, like Davenport, Davenport and Wimberley, they're gonna face each other for a third time. Um, Johnson and Lee, they're gonna face for the third time. Uh, so the, you you got these district matchups. You know. In, in this in these in these rounds like I said that makes things a lot of unpredictable uh, but it makes like I said it makes that soccer great for you know for us you know yeah. because yeah. you know it gives us great games and you know some of these dark horses you know you know they're they're going with a metallic with nothing you know what you know we're they're this close away you know we can say we can pull this off you know who's to say we can't get into the big dance and and it's just you know you know you know regardless of what anybody says for us, you know, how uh, with this district, this and that, you still got to play games and so forth. So it's, uh, I'm like, I said, I'm looking forward to a lot of these regional quarterfinal games that, that yeah. we've, we're already seeing. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice little shout out there from Harry Austin. You know, that guy, never heard of him. You know who that guy is. So <laughs> of course, nice little humble brag of his, he was 100% on his selections according to him in, in his own mind. But uh, yeah, thanks, Harry. Thank you for, for all your work on this. Really appreciate you, buddy. Um, all right, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back after a quick word from our friends at College Promoters USA. 
College Promoters USA, founded and located in San Antonio, operates as the only family-owned college recruiting company in Texas that brings a truly professional, local, and face-to-face approach to area high school student-athletes and their families. As the lead sponsor and proud supporter of the 5050 Podcast, alongside Coach Hector Cano, College Promoters is proud to be elevating its support for the college soccer recruiting process more than any other service in the country. If your son or daughter is serious about competing in college soccer, call College Promoters USA directly at 210-494-6363 or visit collegepromotersusa.com anytime. College Promoters USA, the best investment a parent can make in their high school student-athlete. And we are back, Episode 8 of Inside Texas High School Soccer. I'm your host, Coach Hector Cano, along with uh, my lovely co-host here, uh, Mr. Papa Sakuritis, Coach Rafa Castorena. All right, Coach, so we've covered we've covered multiple things here already. We're going to go ahead and we're going to dive into one of our newer traditions on this show, our player game balls, followed by our team stickers. Uh, Coach, you go ahead and lead us off. So uh, for my player, team stickers? Player, player game balls, I'm sorry. Player game balls. Okay, so my player game balls. I have uh, my first one for the girls. It goes to Brooke Atkins from Summer Creek High School. Only a freshman. Keep an eye on her. In a college promotion USA, keep an eye on her. Maybe she'll get in touch with you guys. Shameless Um, shameless plug. There you go. Same plug there. Uh, If she's watching, there you go. Uh, (laughs) She had a hat trick versus Clear Falls in the area round. You know, for a freshman that have a hat trick. In the second and a real competitive second round game, you know, kudos to her, and good luck to you know to Summer Summer Creek in the in the in the regional quarterfinal, and then for my boys, um, actually witnessed this hat trick was uh, Diego Cabasuela from O'Connor High School. He had a hat trick versus Loretta United. Um, shout out to the uh, O'Connor pa- uh, Panthers parents, you know, having me and Steve there sit with them. Uh, watch, it was a great game. But what can you say about Diego? Diego had an awesome game, having having the hat trick. And leading to you know victory advancing to their round. Unfortunately, like I said, they lost against Roswell Rivera in the area one zero. But great season for Diego, and like I said, good luck on your future endeavors as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great shout out, great parents there at O'Connor, phenomenal booster club, right? So, and uh, thank you. I know as you told me, they had some some kind words, some nice words to say about us, right? So thank you to them. Really appreciate their support. So. So player game balls, mine, and kind of sticking with part of that Davenport uh, theme that we have today, right? So mentioned it a little teaser uh, earlier and one that we've been kind of big on since earlier in the year and definitely gotten our attention. She's been shining at the 4A level, the same district we've been talking about, Riley Reisdorf out of uh, the Davenport Wolves, Davenport High School. Uh, Six goals, as Coach mentioned earlier, as Coach Morrison mentioned, 44 goals on the season. Two matches so far in the playoffs, six goals coming up big for the Wolves. And I know Coach Morrison's going to need her tomorrow versus uh, versus Wimberley's for sure. So, um, you know, big-time players show up in big moments. So, yeah, so big shout-out to uh, to Riley. Well done. And then on the boys' side, um, one who I actually was going to have a different pick, and then I saw the, I saw the film on his phenomenal goal, game-winning goal. I don't know if you saw it, Coach. Jesus Blanco from San Antonio Lee, right? So had the game winner last night versus Round Rock in uh, just an unbelievable game winning goal. 
and kind of a heartbreaking goal if you're a goalkeeper. Unfortunately for Ron Rock, I felt for felt for him who had played a great match. Uh, but yeah, Jesus Blanco on the boys' side for San Antonio Lee. He's uh, my game ball winner for the boys. So well done, well done, both of you. Uh, team stickers, what do you got, Coach? So we're team stickers, I have uh, a shared sticker, co-stickers for both the boys and the girls. I want to go with the girls first. My co-sticker goes to the Bay City Lady Black Cats. Uh, they're they're on a tear. Keep an eye on that team. <laughs> yeah, they're on yeah. Region Three. Love the meme. Love the memes on there for yeah. their. We need to get a uh, social media stickers, social media account stickers, because they would. Uh, I think they would win every every week. Yeah. So shout out to them. Uh, like I said, advancing to the original corner final. Like I said, I think they're going to be one of the favorites. Uh, I think they're in a collision court with Lumberton, so uh, that mm-hmm. should be an awesome game like I said, in in the regional round. And then my other co. Um, Team sticker is the Midlothian Heritage girls. Yeah. Uh, moving down, moving down, moving up to 5A. You know, I know they had a little struggle there in the district season, but they've gotten some two quality wins and yeah. a very dangerous team. And they look good too. Them, they look good too. Yeah, they, they look, look good. good. Yeah. So yeah. Keep, keep an eye on them. They may pull up, pull a shocker, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. they'll on the collision course with, with Midlothian. And who knows to say, maybe they found, only get into the, you know, the state tournament from last year in 4A. Maybe it'd be the first team to go. To in the state tournament in a five in back to back year, so yeah, um, and you know the thing with them though too is like yes, they're it's in their in their first year at five A, but so much of that core is back from last year, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just and it's in their blood, it's in their it's in their culture, right? In terms of they show up, they expect to win, right? They expect to win. That's how they handle themselves. Um, you know, and coach Coach Slav's got them prepared as well. So uh, yeah, very very well coached, very talented team. So that. That you know that those expectations it doesn't matter what classification you put them with them that those classifications and that culture it travels with them so yeah so so yeah great job so for the boys uh, I have also a co sticker uh, one is going to go to the Harlingen uh, Cardinals the boys soccer team uh, big two big wins knock off yeah. a district champion Annenberg and Cotomides and then last night they knocked off my alma mater. Uh, they were down 2-0. They came oh. back and went it went three two. Uh, no button, uh, no button tonight, man. No button, no uh, no alum air horn tonight. Sorry, sorry. So, so <laughs> they like I said, a comeback win for them, and now they face Brownsville Rivera, which is in their district. Should be a great match too. Brownsville Rivera uh, shouldn't take them lightly because like I said, they got two quality ones, so it should be yeah. a good one there in the valley. And then my other coast sticker is going to go to the uh, game I saw last night, the Stony Point Tigers. Uh, what can you say about them knocking off Austin Bowie? Knocked off another great team last night here here at Ferris uh, against uh, against uh, Brandeis, and now they face I think Drippy uh, 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 Springs here in the in the, in the right. quarterfinal game. A winnable game for them too. It's going to be a great, you know, two I, look look two uh, two team uh, two fourth uh, you know fourth seeded teams facing each other here in the quarterfinals. You know, never thought they would have thought yeah, I know. this in the first yeah. place. So it should be a good one, and you know. Now that you know, either one has an opportunity to punch their ticket to go to, to here here at Comalander next weekend. Right, right. And uh, so for me, team sticker awards on uh, on the girls' side, women's soccer side. Uh, they're a team that I've already spoken to about uh, that I've I spoke about briefly earlier and been big on them. You're my witness all year. They've got their toughest test of potentially what could be their toughest test of of the tournament, short of them running into maybe Salina is again the Burnett Bulldogs, right? Um I don't think anybody quite saw 
the success that they've had, the dominant success they've had through their district. Here they are, you know, they've been very solid in both in their both their by district round, their area round matchups, and now here they are, regional quarterfinal, playing against the Bernie Greyhounds. So they will not be an easy out, but that's going to be a fun match to watch for sure. So and then I know normally we don't do this, right? But on the men's soccer side, um, we try to avoid doing this, but so I've been so impressed with them as well that I know both you and I went ahead and did it. So I also wanted to recognize my team sticker award also going to the Stony Point Tigers just because I've been that been that impressed with them. And the only my honorable mention here was really the uh, Johnson Jaguars after the huge, uh, huge result they got yesterday versus the uh, defending state champions in Lake Travis. Uh, but Stony Point, uh, if you saw our tweet from yesterday, we even put it out there is, you know, is, uh, is Cinderella a tiger, right, in the Stony Point Tigers. So so now here we go. We got an, an all-tiger matchup as they, they will be facing the Dripping Springs Tigers in a uh, regional quarterfinal matchup. What's uh, What's your thoughts on that? Well, we could also have a Cinderella as a Jaguar too. <laughs> Could be on Friday be. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, the all the all Tiger quarterfinal. It's yeah. going to be a bar burner for a game. But you got to also th- remember Dripping Springs as a five A boys. They made it to the state tournament last year. Actually, they made it, I think then they made it to the final. So those those kids know they're battle tested. Uh, even though they moved up a classification, they yeah. know. Yeah. They've been th- been there, done that. So they have. I think that's the edge they're gonna have over Stony Point, who had probably I think was one of the first times they made it this deep in the playoffs. So, uh, but it's you still got to play the games. Uh, one thing is gonna. I know it's did uh, it hurt Stony Point last night. They're one of their star forwards did get a red card, so he's gonna right. be out. Right. So, but I think they still have enough. They still have some dangerous players. Um, in, you know, for their team, but it's going to be a good, a great game you know, tomorrow uh, on Friday. They're they're in Austin, in the Austin area. Who do you like in that one? I, I think Dripping Springs. I think that lo- that loss of their forward uh, number nine. I forget. I got his uh, his name. Oh, for uh, Stony Point, you mean? Yeah, for Stony yeah. Point. You know, losing him, he was really one of their workhorses. Up, kind of push. You know, he gave fits to to Brandeis as far as you know, and in the attacks. Uh, I think losing him does hurt him a lot. I know they are getting some players back from the uh, red cards from the Bowie game, mm-hmm. so maybe that'll help out. But I think losing him is, I think it's they really you know need somebody to kind of you know, get into the attack, take shots, be physical. Um, I think that's going to hurt them, and that might come to an advantage there for Dripping Springs. Not, you know, not to worry about that, but still able to defend some of the other players, but. Like I said, it's going to be a close game. If, if Stony Point can get a lead, I, I think I think with you know the same formula they did the last two games, mm-hmm. I, I think they can pull the, they can pull this off. But I'm going to give yeah, just yeah. the edge a little bit to Dripping Springs here. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, well, well said, well done, um, good stuff. And uh, so as we start wrapping up here, Coach. We start transitioning here. So that's going to do it for our game ball awards as well as our team sticker awards. Uh, let me tell you uh, very quickly about our good friends at Global Scarves. So Global Scarves, we partnered with them about a month ago or so. And, uh, you know, they've provided us. I know Coach Dafa doesn't have it up behind him yet. Doesn't want to uh, blindfold El Gato. But uh, as he's uh, displaying there, if you're hearing this, obviously you can't see it. But uh, if you're watching this, our brand new scarf, courtesy of our good friends at Global, Scar- at Global Scarves. And there'll be more to come on that because we will be uh, gifting some of these uh 
some of these uh, scarves as well. But Global Scarves is a top provider of custom knitted scarves, beanies, and other fan merchandise in the U.S. All merch is fully custom with free design services and free shipping on all orders. You can contact them at info at globalscarves.com. Again, that's info at globalscarves.com to get any free designs or quotes built up for your school or your club. Okay. If you mention the uh, hashtag 5050pod or, or mention to them uh, the 5050podcast, that will also, they'll make sure that they take care of you. Again, so that's, you can contact them at info at globalscarves.com. And our great friends there, along with our good buddy, Kyle, uh, Mr. Kyle Wall, they'll take care of you. So, all right, coach, start to wrap up here. Uh, oh, before I forget. So our next episode, right, of Inside Texas High School Soccer will be coming to you a week from today, Wednesday, April 5th at approximately 8 p.m. Obviously, time is subject to change, but we have put that in the books. Uh, Wednesday, or Yes, Wednesday, April 5th, a week from today where we will look at, uh, obviously, we'll talk about regional quarterfinal results, and it'll be our regional tournament preview as uh, we'll be heading into the uh, regional tournaments at that point. So thoughts on that, Coach, as far as going into regional tournaments? Anything? Uh, just looking forward to see some of these, you know, some of these key games. You know, we still have some contenders that we, we thought would you know, go through, but we got some Cinderella's, you know, you know, does it does a uh, clock strike midnight for them, or do they continue on and and, and get to the dance? So, it's, uh, looking forward for this weekend. Like I said, I'll be at uh, hopefully I'll a couple games. Uh, I know for sure I'll be one at Friday night, which I'll announce on 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 the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. We probably do an audio cast as well, like we did last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some key games like uh, for now for sure here in San Antonio, but also statewide. And so, looking forward looking forward to those. Yeah. And uh, so you go ahead and mention that. That was the next piece I was going to mention. Uh, where will where will you be? Where will the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable be this uh, coming, these next couple of days for the uh, regional quarterfinal action? So Friday, we're more likely I'm going to be at Comalander Stadium. So <clears throat> attending the, the trilogy between the, the Jaguars and, and the volunteers from Lee. Should be a great matchup. We'll see how, like I said, can, can you know Johnson build upon that win over Lake Travis and finally you know knock off Lee and continue and continue the journey you know and I know a lot of uh, seen comments you know no one they've been sleeping on them and I, I don't think anyone's sleeping on them anymore and I think they're a team they're a very dangerous team very talented team and and I think they have not like I said I think they do have enough to go through and even get to Georgetown so it's going to be a great game on on Friday night here at Comalander. Gotcha. Yeah. And we will be, so the 50-50 podcast will be in attendance for Friday's matchup. I can't draw in a blank here. I think I want to say it's 7 p.m., 7 or 7.30. I want to say 7 p.m. Uh, Smithson Valley and uh, Bernie Champion. So 26-5A, uh, I should say, 26-5A matchup, uh, another match where they're meeting for the third time, right? So, um, and should be a phenomenal matchup. You know, Bernie or uh, Smithson Valley being the the current district champion and Bernie champion and Bernie champion being the four seed coming out of that district who has gone, who has gone on a great run, who is probably in, in easily in their best form that they've been in all year. So it should be two, two teams that know each other very well, two squads that are very well coached and coach Atkins and coach Carol Walters, Jason Atkins and Carol Walters. So, uh, and as we've discussed coach, this is really around that time where 
coaching really starts to show up, right? Coaching starts to really matter. Uh, not that it doesn't before, but now when you get into this stage, this is where it starts to show up as well, uh, especially in those in those tight situations, right? So, um, so yeah, should be a phenomenal matchup. But we will be there uh, this Friday, March. Uh, what is that? March thirty first. Uh, again, Smithson Valley hosting. This will be at Smithson Valley. Smithson Valley versus the Bernie Champion Chargers. So, great stuff. That's going to do it, Coach. Let's go ahead and let's wrap up. Stoppage time. Any final thoughts, messages, thank you, shout-outs? What do you got for us? Yeah, I just want to follow on your message about the coaching matters. You know, at this stage, you know, you know, you have to have that coaching pedigree to really also help your team again on some sticky situations. You know, you know, some of the coaches have been there, been in some of these battles, and like I said, some of them have gone these deep runs, so they know what it takes, and you know, it's it's like a chess game, you know, who's going to make the right moves, the right, you know, who can adapt to the styles of play and take advantage of those. So it, it's good. Like I said, it's going to make things a lot interesting these next few weeks, all the way when we get to the state tournament. And then just, um, like I said, you know, thank you and Steve and, and Harry for the, you know, for the bracketology that fun. Thank you, Steve there for, for hosting us there. Um, and then also thank you also, like I mentioned, another thank you, thank you for those, the O'Connor parents from uh, on Tuesday, um, Tuesday night. Uh, it was great to, you know, oh, last week, last Friday night. And thank, thank you for them. And then also the everyone else of leaving comments for us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, you know, Facebook, uh, you know, we, you know, we can't do, you know, we can't thank you enough, you know, for the, you know, for all the support, you know, we want to give you quality coverage of high school soccer, you know, you know, going to the games and, you know, give, you know, giving you quality quality interviews and so forth you know so we're glad that we're doing this because it, it you know because that takes a high school soccer deserves this coverage you know for all the players not only here in san antonio but also statewide as well yeah 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 for sure for sure and uh yeah thank you i agree with um although i'm a little i'm a little saddened that you didn't wear your your scarf man i thought you were going to be wearing it today you know but um we I got to represent the, the New we Jersey. We got to cover that cover that garbage crest on your, cover that garbage crest in your jersey there. So yeah, you got the wrong one. Hey, it's uh, my first club team that I coach for. So <laughs> <laughs> got to give them love. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. So no, definitely, I agree with you. Uh, thank you to Stephen, Harry, all of you. It was great. It was fun. Had a blast. It was definitely went by fast for sure. Too there was, I think it was there was as usual more work that went into the prep leading up to the day than the mm -hmm. actual day. The day was fun. Went off great. Obviously, we had some minor technical difficulties in the beginning that none of us knew why, but then we were able to sort that out. So our apologies for that. But it's like we said, never perfect, but we're always working better or working to get better in our commitment to cover the sport and to help and our commitment to you all as well. So. Uh, my thank yous, um, or my stoppage time, my final thoughts are going to be, so I got two, two pieces, one, first and foremost, um, or I shouldn't say first and foremost, just first are, I just wanted to say lots of thank yous to a lot of just friends, fellow coaches, colleagues, uh, that have reached out and just, they've checked in with me and have said kind of congratulated me on um you know my time because you hadn't heard um not returning to my current coaching role at st mary's hall and st mary's hall you know want to thank them so much they've been great the the administration um the community you know my phenomenal parents there my and and most of all my my players right i'm going to miss them greatly and love them to death wasn't a easy decision for my family by any means 
but uh, for everybody that's reached out and checked in, uh, thank you. And uh, <laughs> and of course, this, the second question that I get is, where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? And uh, that's TBD. Uh, more to come on that, hopefully, ho hopefully sooner rather than later, but still, that is still being worked on. And uh, second thing is the one that I think I really wanted to discuss is um, for seniors out there, seniors that are playing, you know, you're not guaranteed you're not guaranteed to make the playoffs every every year. You're not guaranteed to make a regional tournament, let alone a state tournament every year. Uh, we've seen in some cases where some, you know, some of our athletes, they make a, a state tournament their freshman year or they win a state title their freshman year, and then they never go back, right? Because as, fre as freshmen, that happens, and you think that, hey, this is going to happen every year now. And uh, so nothing, nothing's ever guaranteed, and one of the things that, I love to see it kind of, it doesn't break my heart, but I feel for them. And I love to see at the same time is you see a lot of the seniors who play their final matches and they give kind of their little shout outs, their thank you notes, their goodbyes to Texas high school soccer. And it's just, it's one of the things that makes us different, makes our sport different. Right. Uh, and you know, it's the, you know, they've often said one of the saying goes that the difference between club and high school is that, when a player plays their last high school game, when they take off their jersey for the last time, they they actually they cry, right? It means that much to them. So, um, and no shame in that whatsoever. So uh, that's one of those things to just kind of wanted to say, enjoy it, particularly the seniors, right? Enjoy it, whether your journey ends in the, at the regional quarterfinal round or your 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 journey has just recently ended. Uh, just think back that nothing is nothing is ever guaranteed, and there's a ton of more teams that didn't make the playoffs. So enjoy the moment, right? Enjoy your teammates, enjoy your coaches, enjoy the journey. So, but yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, coach, thanks again for your time. Really appreciate you. Really love uh, being able to do these with you and other piece. Shout out to Steve, uh, Steve Sanchez, our newest uh, member of the, of the team. Wasn't able to join us tonight because he's actually getting ready for the Mike Taylor show uh, barbecue cook-off, right? So, He's getting ready for that this weekend because they are going to do it's a very great event and it's all in support of kids for the salvation army so shout out to steve as well who would have loved to have been here with us but he couldn't so steve we're thinking about you buddy and we miss you so all right that's gonna do it so for our listeners our supporters thank you for everybody our sponsors everybody our team thank you so much we've loved this journey and the tournament is here right the tournament is here we're two rounds in Let's have fun with it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. And you know what to do until the next time. Keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 podcast powered by College Promoters USA. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.